is not the answer Never was, never will We will never live in peace unless and until We learn to love each other Not bomb, maim and kill Cause war is not the answer Never was and never will Think of all Hello, my name is Julia with Massachusetts Peace Action And you're listening to Peace Soul. Peace Zone is a series featuring a wide variety of expert speakers who all want the same thing, peace. We'll do our best to keep you up to date with the most pressing issues of injustice. This week's episode comes from the Building Sustainable Security Conference that happened November 21st. This segment features Will Hopkins from New Hampshire's Peace Action and Arnie Alperts from American Friends Service Committee. Will Hopkins and Arnie Alperts decided to do a skit for the conference. Will is a lifelong New Hampshire resident who served for six years in the New Hampshire uh, National Guard. He was decorated for valor during his year-long tour in the infantry in Iraq, which included the Fallujah Offensive. He also served in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Uh, Will has been the chapter president of New Hampshire Iraq Veterans Against the War, and he is currently executive director of New Hampshire Peace Action. He works to strengthen ties between peace groups and veterans for peace. Uh, Will Hopkins. All right, so um, Cole said I could use part of this time as a commercial for my workshop, so I'll, I'll be quick with, it, with, with my addition to the, to the panel, which will be a little bit less insightful than theirs. Um, so we, we, uh, can we start with a show of hands? Who um, feels like... Uh, hope for the abolition of war in your lifetime, hope for meaningful climate legislation in your lifetime. Who feels like that's hopeless? Who feels hopeless here? Anybody, anybody feel like, the, like there's, there's limited chance of that happening? I'm glad to see so few hands, and I'm, I'm sad to see more hands going up, but, but let's put them all down now. Um, uh, <laughs> some of you, some of you, us probably have less lifetime than others. <laughs> So we don't know which ones they are. Um, so so we, we live in a world that, that's functioning on a model of global infinite growth capitalism. Uh, political candidates consistently talk to us about uh, you know, how we stimulate economic growth. Um, it, it depends on ever-expanding markets and the social prevalence of fear of the other, uh, a be- the belief in patriarchy, white supremacy, uh, the demonization and blaming of those who do not have financial means, classism, um, is critical to maintaining this system of, of infinite growth, global capitalism. Um, you know, governments, not just our government that's run by, you know, you get the top 50% of uh, political donations in, in the federal budget being given by about 200 uh, individuals and corporations. Um, so you can't be taken seriously for political office if you don't have the backs of those Pentagon contractors, those bankers, those fossil fuel companies. Um, and this isn't a problem that's limited to the United States. It's a global issue um, where governments are doing the, the bidding of uh, those who have the financial means to get there. Um, uh, Increasingly, though, throughout humanity, the pretext of democracy and rule by the people um, and the reality that, that on some level at least, government is, uh, you know, needs the consent of the governed to function uh, is leading to an increased uh, leaning on propaganda as the only tool to keep this system in place. Well, not the only tool, um, but, but as a main tool of keeping that system in the place. 
Um, here in the U.S., we obviously have the largest uh, and most powerful military that humanity's ever known. We're spending more than three times what any other country is. Um, this is a system that has uh, an imperial system that has bases in over 100 countries around the world. Um, and essentially, in classical military for, uh, terms, can, can crush anything else out there. Um, so, it, you know, that group... Uh, essentially is acting as the, and I'm going to use a term from the workshop I went to this morning, uh, as the guardian of global capitalism, uh, making sure that, uh, that, that this infinite growth model can continue to thrive. Um, fossil fuels are critical to every step of that process. Uh, they, they fuel the transportation. They, they, uh, uh, plastics are, are key to the markets. Um, it's something that uh, it can't function without fossil fuels, but it also can't function without racism. It can't fu function without patriarchy and sexism. It can't function without classism, thinking that some people are worth less than you and have less rights to water, freedom, uh, housing. Uh, these are, uh, are things that it absolutely needs. And um, you know, I, I, a lot of people are hopeless because they don't see the kind of activism, particularly from my generation, which is the generation that came, comes just before Gen X, uh, that we, they think we need to get there. Um, but what a lot of people aren't seeing is that the generation that came up just behind me grew up in a very, very small world. Um, these are people who grew up teleconferencing and instant messaging with people in Iran, in Iraq, uh, all over the world. They've always had the internet and the ability to communicate and humanize everybody else. Um, when I look at um, the world today, uh, you know, obviously the U.S. is not engaged in the Middle East for no reason at all. We are fighting for the last of the ancient sunlight uh, and the energy that is tied up there because it's what the system of global capitalism needs. Um, to maintain this, uh, this infinite, infinite growth, that would have to last forever. That's not happening. To maintain it, uh, the dehumanization of the other would have to be kept, and that's not going to happen either because we are, we are learning uh, to, be, to be better to each other, um, and the world is getting smaller. Um, so I have enormous hope for where we're going as a people, um, and uh, I, I, I'm guessing one or two of us might not make it to meaningful climate legislation or the abolition of war, but I'm hoping most of us can get there. Um, I really don't think that this movement is anywhere near as far away as we think it is. If somebody had told us 10 years ago that uh, all over the U.S. homosexuals would be able to wed and that marriage equality would happen, we'd have told them they were crazy. And I think we are a lot closer to a moral revolution as a species uh, to decide that, that, that war is what, uh, what, <laughs> what people uh, all know it is. It's this... Uh, idea that rich and powerful people have the right to pit poor and powerless people against each other to kill each other for control of resources. Everybody knows it. And we're getting there. Um, so now for the commercial for my workshop. My workshop is uh, going to be a, uh, a tactical one. Um, we're going to talk about a tactic called bird dogging. Uh, and Arnie Alpert was the one who was going to really focus on the commercial part of that, and he caught whatever uh, Dr. Chomsky had. Uh, but as I was getting, getting gas this morning at a gas station in New Hampshire, as I was walking out, there were about a half a dozen a little flock of presidential candidates who came up and were bothering me. Oh, can you vote for me? Vote for me. And I told one of them to get in my car, and I brought him along. Um, so um, I would like to introduce Mr. Jefferson Lincoln, former president of the United States Society for Snack Food Wholesalers. 
Jefferson Lincoln. Thank you so much, Will, for the warm introduction. Um, is this on here? No. Uh oh. Is this one going to work for me? Try it. Try it. That's fabulous. Great. It is so great to see you here again. My, I want to thank you again, Will, for that introduction and uh, Massachusetts Peace Action for holding this conference. You know, I mean, peace is obviously an important thing, and action is, of course, something we all need. My name is Jefferson Lincoln. Um, I want, just want to tell you a little bit about myself, and then I understand you've got a couple questions. I do. Good. All right, excellent. So uh, anyway, I was born on a farm in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. Uh, my dad raised dairy cows, but with the changes in the dairy industry, uh, he decided to participate in the dairy herd buyout program, and we uh, ended up giving up our dairy herd, and I, who would have loved to follow in his footsteps, uh, decided to take up zucchini farming. So I started a zucchini farm on our land in Hillsborough. Uh, it was great because we were close to the land, we created jobs, we built prosperity, we paid our taxes, we paid decent wages to the farm workers, we obeyed the laws, and our business was successful. It took off, but I decided I wanted to do more. I wanted to get into a value-added product, and we developed a successful line of zucchini chips. And it became the best line of zucchini chips in the country, and through that work, that's how I got involved in the National Association of Snack Food Wholesalers. And I became that group's president, and in that role, I spent a lot of time in our nation's capital. And believe me, what I saw down there was not pretty. And that's why I've decided to come back to New Hampshire and put my name yesterday. I went to the Secretary of State's office and put my name on the ballot to be on the New Hampshire primary ballot as a candidate for President of the United States. And I think that democracy is the value added of our political process. And that when we all get together, we can make changes. And that's why I hope you will go to jeffersonlincoln.com and make a contribution as large as is legally possible to my campaign and sign up to get involved. Thank you very much. Now, I understand, Will, that you've yes. got so uh, uh, thank you, those of you who submitted questions today. Um, the, the first question from our audience is, how do you feel about climate change? Oh, my goodness. I feel terrible about climate change. And I mean, the environment, just think about it. Where would we be without it? Yeah. <laughs> the second audience member question is, do you support or oppose Section 1022 of the NDAA, which creates the Sea-Based Nuclear Deterrence Fund? Oh, I'm against that. Yeah, it's a bad budget gimmick. So I'm just against that. Yeah. They shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, since single-payer health care insurance programs are more cost-effective uh, to deliver, uh, do you support a Medicare for All approach? Well, that is a good question. I've heard a lot of people talking about that. And I've heard people saying that comparing Medicare for All or comparing the Canadian health care system to Obamacare is like comparing apples and oranges. And I have to say, my friends. I do not understand what is the problem with comparing apples and oranges. We can do that! <laughs> apples are red! Oranges are orange! So we can do this! Thank you! Alright, so JeffersonLincoln.com, please come. Uh, if, am I going to be able to come to a workshop later on today? Yes. Excellent. So, uh, and I don't know what room it is, but I'm sure you'll find out about it, and we will be able to You'll be able to hear more about my candidacy, and I believe that another candidate, uh, Ace Annapolis, is going to be there too. So, be great to meet you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Will Hopkins and Arnie Albert, for featuring in the last 
segment of Building Sustainable Security. For more information about upcoming events, visit www.masspeaceaction.org. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.